0: and then they shaked me down and they should put me short. The problem was that we were stopped by the ice. So they left me in a small uh, dinky with two outboard motors.
1: Welcome to Polar Podcasts, where you'll hear stories from geologists who've spent their careers, their lives, exploring and studying the remarkable and remote geology of Greenland. Why did they become fascinated with Greenland? What were the problems and the discoveries that drove them? And what was it like working in these remote places where few people venture, even now? I'm Julie Holtz. In this episode, we hear from Bjørn Thomassen, Emeritus Senior Scientist at the Geological Survey of Denmark and Greenland, about his one-man expedition in East Greenland while working for the Nordic Mining Company in 1973, an expedition that subsequently resulted in extensive exploration for copper.
0: In the summer of 1973, I'd be working for for years for the mining company, because I started out as a summer, assistant, and then they offered me a permanent job as a student helper. And mm-hmm. there was a cozy small company in those days, uh, in the 70s, because there was the old director, Miko Pike and a secretary taking the phone. And then the young uh, Austrian um, mining engineer, Jakim who was exploration manager and who had actually taken the initiative to give the Starts prospecting. It was not director. And the reason why they didn't kill the uh, company after the lead-sink mine was empty in 1962 was that in the meantime they found this, this very large uh, molybdenum deposit uh, called Melbjerg. And they drilled it and made all reserve calculations and it was a very large world-class, the worst, uh, world's third largest uh, molybdenum deposit in, in those days, in, in the 70s. The uh, problem was, it was the great the metal concentration, they were a bit too low to make it a, a, a good uh, business. Uh, especially because it's situated in that place between, uh, between two glaciers. To mine it, you have to excavate a 12-kilometer-long tunnel out to the V to, uh, to get the ore out. Um, so it was nearly there. So, with a bit higher molybdenum price on the world market, it would be a feasible uh, operation and would start mining. So, that was uh, kept alive in the company because the company had a, a license, a very good license, a 50 years uh, license, covering the whole of East Greenland for both exploration and mining. So, as long as the economy was right, they could go it. Uh, but it came to nothing. And then, in the meantime, Akinsteiner started up uh, exploration and... Uh, he had been a mining engineer at the Letting mine, and he f- he fell for Greenland. He was taken in by Greenland and wanted to work there. So actually, he worked up to the one of the ma- ma- major shareholders, Kno Lauritsen, ship owner, and proposed to start a mineral exploration. And he was allowed to do that for the interest of the share capital, which was uh, one and a half million pounds. And for that sort of money, the goods. On top of running that office of three persons they could hire me in as a student helper which they did so there were permanent staff of four and then hire in summer people from that Austrian university and uh, uh, hire a helicopter for the summer and and do the operation in in that manner um, so that had been going on in 69, 70, 71, 72, 73. There was no exploration because there was an um, evaluation of the work we had did. So there was no field season. Summer of evaluation, we had some specialists coming down from Otacompo and uh, Bulin to, to check the report and, and the quality of the work we had done. And eventually they said, it's okay. We can, you can continue. But that summer, so I said, no expiration. Then uh, Ekinstainer he was keen to go to Greenland. But well, we on 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 fixed salary we can go up there because there will no, be no extra expenditure for the company. So Kinsteiner he went up and sailed around on a boat in Scoresby and had a good time. And I was sent up with with a ship supply ship and uh, two boaters had been found the previous summer with with Captain Galina and I should travel down to Vittenhavø. Uh, southeast of uh, the Street, and check out uh, what was the story of those two boulders, because we have never seen anything like that before. Uh, the boulders consisted of uh, sandstone and the cements in uh, the sandstones. They were In one temple, it was a copper mineral, black copper mineral, calcosite, and the other, uh, the gray copper uh, lead mineral called galena. On you sure that's a I was, to, so it's, or, or minerals, they sit in wains, in quartz wings, or like in, in granites, like in, in Manpia. So why, why are they sitting in sediments? So anyway, I went down there and the story was I should be sailed down by the, the crew on, on the uh, airfield, uh, Mr. Svi. Which was uh, there was a tele station, radio station. So there were radio operators. I should tell them unload the ship, which I did at work, and then they sent me down to Vitenhalbu and should put me ashore near to that locality. Problem was that we were stopped by the ice. So they left me, and I had to go back to the airfield doing the radio things. So they left me in a small uh, dinky, aluminium dinky, with two outbound motors, two, two and a half meter long. And uh, so I had equipment, uh, food, uh, camping gear, and a radio, uh Raka radio, which never worked, by the way, And a rifle, of course. Uh, sitting in that boat, is that you just wait till midnight, and and the high tides will open you uh you know a channel along the coast you, you can go round it was in the Cap Brown, twenty five kilometers down in that shore, and you can walk into it to, to uh, the area you're interested so I was sitting there at Brown until midnight. It's a midnight sun the sun is beautiful weather uh, sky clear and nothing happened. i thought well it's uh, I can't just sit here. So I turned the boat and uh, full speed ahead, 25 kilometers to the bottom of the Fjord, which is on the west side of the Wienhäld area. Suddenly I went on on this mud bank. boop. So, and then I waited. I was 500 kilometers from the coast. So I started to shallow water, I mean, but there's a, there's a delta from the one, one of the big streams, you know, the muddy Delta. So I started to carry the gear in back and forth to the dinghy, and when it was empty, I could haul it in and secure it. And then the next problem was that I was in the wrong fjord, so I had to cross over the pass over to on uh, this side of the route of the peninsula in what's called Devondale. Devondale. And I took a day and I had to walk two times, especially because of that very heavy radio, which never worked because it was a blackout. Uh, uh, so uh, those days, radio didn't work when there was a blackout, radio blackout, something with the sunspots and things like that. Anyway, so I spent two days there, back and forth, and the deal was those uh, people that will come in uh, in ten, day, 10 days and pick me up at the same place where they left me. So I walked in there, and then I had uh, six days on the locality, and I in, investigated and found outcropping those beautiful sequence uh, sedimentary sequence in the Triassic.
1: The Triassic is a period of geological time from about 300 until about 200 million years ago
0: seven separate uh, horizons with mineralization. Various sorts of uh, mineralization, very rock type, very, uh, very types. Um mainly copper but also uh, uh lead mineralization those are the two main elements and um I thought great and I never heard about the sedimentary ores or at that time. I thought I knew everything after I spent two years at university but um uh, Apparently I didn't, but I learned that. So uh, I eaten my foot. So instead, I put uh, rock samples in my rucksack and carried them back. again two days back and forth, and uh, found my boat and got it in water and sailed up to that hut and was waiting for the people and they came and picked me up. And uh, everything went beautiful, but uh, it was uh, what I call my one one person expedition, and I'm quite sure it was not allowed, would not be allowed these days.
1: I'm Julie Hollis, and you've been listening to Polar Podcasts. In the next episode, we hear from Emeritus Senior Scientist Alnita Steinfelt about starting out with the Geological Survey of Greenland exploring for uranium in 1972.